WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are and it is awesome. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch. You hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot to back. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. <laughs> what the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. everyone welcome to the record here on wildtalkradio.com brought to you by our friends over at mbg films youtube.com slash mbg 1211 and if you're listening to us over on wildtalkradio.com rockradioshow.com or directly on twitch thank you so much for tuning in i greatly appreciate it i am your host Lindsay war joining me as always is the ever faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman sir rockin we're here, we're live, we're doing a thing. Chad, did you know it's September, which means you can subscribe for like 20% off for the first month, or when we go for longer, it's like 25% or 30% for six months. It saves you money in the long term. Or if you have that Amazon Prime, you can link it to your Twitch account. It's called Prime Gaming, you can support the channel by clicking the purple rectangular button below the screen. People are here for the yarn. I'm just going to warn all y'all that, as we said in the pre-show... There are four pages worth of notes. There four are four solid pages. pages worth of notes. <laughs> so all y'all take some notes. We're going to go down the rabbit hole. Y'all wanted me to take out the chalkboard and the string. Here we go. Oh, champ. He's still champ. Bravo. You're still champ? Casey's still champ. Awesome. Go, Casey. We're so proud of you. So there you go. So we never had a champion on the network before. It's very exciting. It's, it's very exciting time around here. We have a person who has a championship title that he calls his own that he can eat off of. So yes, it's very clean too. He sanitized it. 
it, okay, is it still sanitized? Well, that... I mean, I'm sure he doesn't eat off it consistently. That's not good for it. But or I mean, him. I mean, he could. He could if he really wanted to take the toothbrush out every time and clean it. I'm sure he could, but I'm sure a plate is just as doable. My question is, has he gotten the bento box attached to it yet? <laughs> I, I think we'll eventually find out. Okay. Pictures or it didn't happen. There you go. Anyway, we and by, ha- by, by the way, that's at Kyle Driver. Yes. Keishi Matsunaga, one of the hosts of Wrestle Talk Radio Sunday Nights, Tim P. Meester, right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and our resident champion. There you go. There you go. No longer a special guest host. Um. So we have news, we have notes, and we have a discussion. Anybody that is here for Let's Go Down the Rabbit Hole where we will be doing something that I have longed to do for 10-ish, possibly a year, months, where we are talking about Bray Wyatt and we are talking about the White Rabbit and we are talking about the viral marketing campaign that WWE is running right now. That will be done in the back half of the show, which will probably be in about 20-ish minutes, as Rock says, because we have news to do first um, and then Tweet of the Week, which it shouldn't be too long. So hang around if you're here for, for the uh, conspiracy theories and all the tie-ins and all the things. Ooh, you noodles? What kind of noodles? Anyway, let's get into news presented as always by MBG Films, YouTube.com slash MBG1211. It's literally squirrel! Going to keep you on track. Let's get, let's get into the news so we can go down the rabbit hole. And there's also there's also football, just so everybody's aware. That is true. There is football. There is the fo- the foosballs. Alrighty, there we go. So that should hold on. I have to. There we go. Okay, we're trying to keep the chat up so I can see the chat and the football game and the sheet and all the things. I'm organizing so I can see everybody. Oh, you're still at work. I'm so shocked. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> no one's shocked by that. Anyway, let's kick it off with WWE because they have the most news out there. Um. And we're going to start at the top, so or the semi-top. There was some exciting news coming out of WWE last Friday, as long speculated and hypothesized WWE did a press conference where they announced that Logan Paul will challenge Roman Reigns for the title at Crown Jewel, which I'm all for. I'm disappointed. Why are you disappointed? I wanted it at the Royal Rumble. (laughs) I know you wanted it at the Royal Rumble, but it's money at Crown Jewel. It's money at Crown Jewel. It's easier at Crown Jewel to sell it for people. But yeah, it'd been cooler if it, like you actually put money on it and went to the Royal Rumble with it and had him and challenge it for it. But no, they did a nice press conference um, in in Vegas on Saturday to set up the match. Roman sounded really confident. Logan Paul was kind of at his best in that environment. And they sold the match just off of that. And that's really all you need on the build because they're going to Crown Jewel. It sells itself. Roman Reigns, Logan Paul, big spectacle, as Triple H called it. It Logan Paul's going to get his ass handed to him, but that's okay, because we will all thoroughly enjoy it. I don't think he will, but we will all thoroughly enjoy watching that go down. Um, So yes, tune in to Crown Jewel for that excitement. Uh, Also, staying on the pay-per-view excitement trek, War Games. War Games. Is coming to Survivor Series this year, which everybody is super excited about. Yeah, so they're going to be a men's war games, a female war games, and it's going to be storyline based. So the whole brand supremacy, mm. it might be a little bit out the window and we may get traditional Survivor Series action. I'd be okay with like two war games and a traditional Survivor Series match thrown in there and a couple singles matches and call it a day. That'd be a fun show. 
So you're going to get probably the bloodline in one and, and damage control in another. Oh, yeah. Yeah. War Games is coming. Honestly, I wouldn't mind if the Survivor Series match was intergen- was intergender. Like, I would actually be kind of down for that. That would be cool. I wanted to do as well. I don't know if you'll have enough people because you're going to throw ten women in War Games. But who knows? Who knows? But, I mean... Especially for, since they're kind of blurring the lines with someone like Rhea Ripley, it would be a really sort of interesting thing to see. Rhea. Especially if they let Rhea actually start to wrestle men. Put Judgment put judgment Day in one, taking on Edge, Ray, a, AJ, Beth. I think you can pair that up in a, in a person. I think you could definitely make that happen. And that like, give, I would be down. That gives you Edge and uh, gives you Beth and, and Rhea involved then you don't have to do the one-on-one you can save it for down the road yep for war games anyway book it book it now you heard it here first this is is confirmed it is confirmed not really um also in the exciting news Mandy rose is officially can get engaged so congratulations to her he did very well on the ring she is engaged to tino sabatelli formerly of nxt he has had more name changes than anybody i've ever seen has he? It was like Tito, and then it was Tony, and then it was something else, and now it's back to Tony, and I don't know. He's had a lot of name changes. but It's, it's Tino, not Tito. Tino. But I think at one point it was Tito. No, it was always Tino Sabatelli. I don't think it ever changed. No, it's changed. Has it? Yes. Okay. Whit and I had a whole conversation about this. It's changed. Okay. But he did very well on the ring. Did fantastic on the ring, so bravo. Good job. Much happiness to them both. Uh, Xavier Woods is set to appear on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, which he is stoked about. This is a lifelong dream coming true for him. So I'm not sure what the air date is on that. Uh, I know Celebrity Family Celebrity Wheel of Fortune is starting very shortly. I don't know what the exact air date for him, but he was. I was watching TV and he was in the commercial, and I was like, "Oh, that that's Xavier Woods. That's Austin Creed. He's in the thing." Um, yeah, it starts on the 25th. I don't see which one he is in listed just yet i'm excited because it feels like wwe is beginning to blur those lines again on outside opportunities and they're letting their talent do new things or different things or things that they've always wanted to do it feels like that that stance on maybe keeping them out of certain things is is softening just a bit it's good press for wwe to have him on there it's something that he wants to do it's something he'll have fun doing so i I'm I'm excited to see this. Yeah, it should be cool. So Tristratus will be returning for Canada's Got Talent season two. So congratulations to her. And get well, Trish. And get well, Trish. Because uh, she had her appendix out over the weekend. Oof, that's rough. Yeah, so she was feeling pain and had to uh, go in for uh, surgery really quick. So hopefully she's recovering well and all the things. So there you go. So there you go. Feel better, Trish. We're behind you. Former guest, John... of the, former guest of the show. Anyway. Yes, the first interview. Yes, she, she was the first. Yes, she was. John Cena has booked another gig, and he will appear in the second season of comedy series Die Hard Two: Died Harder. So congratulations to him. Busy man, that John Cena, because you can't see him in WWE, but you can see him everywhere else. This might be the first year where he does not have a match in his career. Could be. 
It could be. Getting close. Getting really close. He'll he'll show up like New Year's Eve and just do it just to like get one in in twenty twenty two. Here's here's one. He'll show up at day one. Hold up your finger and wrestle. <laughs> and he'll so, blur the line. He'll blur the line. He didn't wrestle for it in twenty twenty two, but he gets it for twenty twenty three. At day one, hold up your finger. <laughs> and I'm kind of jealous on this one because WWE employees were told by Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Nick Khan that. Um, they are officially getting, in addition to their other holidays that they have, that Juneteenth, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving Eve, and a floating holiday have all been added to their paid holiday schedule for 2023. How do I get Thanksgiving Eve? How do I get that? I'm jealous. I don't even get the day after Thanksgiving off, and they're getting freaking Thanksgiving Eve. Man, it sounds like they're they're turning it into a family-friendly corporate environment. That's awesome, man. Like, good for them. Because I think they have a pretty robust, at least, and I believe this is for corporate. Yeah. Though I don't know if this applies to talent and road crew as well. I'm sure to some extent it does. Um, Depending on when days fall. Yeah, depending on scheduling. But yeah, like that's that's awesome for them. I'm so happy for them. Like good job, y'all. Making making corporate employees happy. <laughs> it's what you got to do. It's what you got to do. Speaking of, you know, what you got to do, AEW made waves last night with their big show, which I believe they broke the million dollar mark for ticket sales or they got very close. Yeah, apparently they broke it cuz Tony was begging hard. Please buy my ticket. Please buy the ticket. Please. Please, someone send us over a million dollars, because that shows we're a successful show. Lots of eye rolls in that one, chat. Lots of eye rolls. Much sarcasm. But, he, you know, the fans got a treat, because in addition to a good show, they also got Paige returning and becoming All Elite. So Tony Khan has signed former WWE superstar Paige. She's now going by Soraya, and they are going to let her work. Congratulations, former Twitch streamer Soraya is now all elite. I mean, I'm excited for her because I know this is something that she wants, but at the same time, I think everybody is out there and I will join them in the concerns. Like, I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's perfectly healthy. I would hope that the last thing that Tony Khan would do would be to let somebody who is not fit to wrestle wrestle. It's been almost four years since she has wrestled. Um, I hope when she gets back in the ring, she is safe. She's going to probably have to overcome a lot of hurdles to get to that point just to feel comfortable taking a bump again because that's going to be a hurdle, like mental hurdle for her. Mm -hmm. I hope that she is prepared for it. I hope that she has all the success in in the world, her career, because she started out really young, got cut short because of injuries, and she's been out of the ring for four years just about. And hopefully her neck is healed properly and there will be no setbacks, and hopefully she, if she gets in the ring, she's not in there every week, and that she's safe, and they don't do anything crazy, at least out of the, right out of the gate with her, and let her get her feet wet again. Yes, agreed. And, well, speaking of getting your feet wet, Heels Season 2 officially kicks off on October 9th for stars, so go check that out. Yeah, the only place you'll be able to see CM Punk. Uh, <laughs> if he's I don't know if he's in it. He's in it. He's he was filming it last year. Yeah, he's in it. Okay. Alright. Then he's in it. But yeah, no. So go check that out. But with that, since we have no blame brands, I say we take our first and only break of the evening. And when we come back, we're going down the rabbit hole, everybody. 
So stay tuned. You're listening to The Rack right here on wildtalkradio.com, and we will be right back. What is the greatest of all time? Saturday nights. We decide from sports, video games, movies, and even the X-rated. You help us decide what is the greatest of all time. It is the greatest and great debate, a part of your Saturday night. Event. CB Radio. Saturday night. Midnight to Houston. On the Wild Talk Radio Network. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Give me a hell yeah! Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin' as they give their opinions on what they liked. What? What they didn't like. What? And what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights. What? 11 p.m. Eastern. What? Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line. Go, 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 Simpson. Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night. Did you know you can use Creator Code Rock and sock in the Fortnite item shop? That's R O C K N S O C K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. You think you know me? Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar, a.k.a. Dwight Hendrickson from Haven, and you are listening to The Rack. Back to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com brought to you by our friends over at mbg films check them out youtube.com slash mbg 1211 and if you're listening to us over on rackradioshow.com wildtalkradio.com or directly on twitch thank you so much for tuning in we greatly appreciate it you have eight days left technically seven days left until the end of september so if you want your discounted subs please go get them now you can subscribe for free 
on Twitch, hitting the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen for your um, Prime Gaming sub, or you can subscribe the regular way. Save a little money. We're happy to have you that way. You can also follow the channel, hang out and chat, listen to the archive. We're, we're glad that you're here and you're listening and you're going to go down the rabbit hole with us. But before we jump feet first in, let's do some Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter Until I found Twitter Ooh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting No more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure Koi Dow, the national treasure that he is Tweets out a picture that's that's a comment from his stream. Banger, but I can't take it seriously when you were talking about getting stabbed in the balls on Zach's stream. To which he adds the comment, One day, I hope to make art so great, not even a theoretical knife in the balls could stop me. Hmm. Hmm. Sammy Zane responds to Rikishi going, almost like four sons in a way. And Kevin Owens goes, who played Mantar? Rikishi? Sami Zayn, 2018. That's a real quote that came out of your face. Now you're trying to claim him as a second father. Makes sense. WWE. How about 10 minutes of of Kevin Owens destroying people? Hashtag WWE playlist. Kevin responds, take 10 minutes and brighten your day. You're welcome. Matt Mitchell. Happy first day of fall. Some exclusions may apply. See the South for details. It's very true. It was 90 here today. It's only going to be 80 tomorrow. Coin out. Fighting for my life against this childproof lock. Once I get the multivitamins inside, it's all over for all of you making fun of me. I swear to God, I'm pushing down. (laughs) You know how sometimes you defeat a boss and it turns out they've got a second form and it's the little paper thing that's over the top because they're new? (laughs) And then he just follows it up with a picture of a stick stabbed through the top. There you go. Like you do. So that's all I have. Mike Sempervivi, how many times has Britt had something broken on her by someone else? That's at least two broken noses and a leg, right? Someone goes, wrist? Somebody goes, two noses, a wrist, and a knee. The first AEW licensed board game will be Britt Baker Operation. I mean, not a lie. Not a lie. Caleb Braxton, how to work on TV all day, so I wore fake eyelashes. I just peeled those suckers off and threw them in my water cup. Glanced over. Two dudes saw the whole thing and looked completely mortified. Apologies to their wives. I may have just blown their cover. <clears throat> Renee Paquette, I'm sick and tired of accepting cookies. Kayla. Well, at least the ones we can't eat. Facts. Tweet of the week. All right. Down the rabbit hole we go. So, if you know me. You think you know me. You think you know me. You know I love to speculate. You know I love to theory craft. You know I love to do all those things. I'm not necessarily into conspiracy theories, but I love to go knee deep into things and find all the connections and tie all the strings together. Yes. Why, I don't know. I'm just that kind of person. Mm-hmm. So, we are going to be discussing the WWE marketing slash return campaign that features the White Rabbit. Now, nobody knows who this is for as of the recording of this show, which is 9 22 It has not been revealed 
who it is. Nope. There is speculation of who it is. And so these, this entire thing is being based on the speculation that it is, in fact, Bray Wyatt making his highly anticipated return to WWE. And it's more than likely correct because the amount of evidence that is out there is absolutely fucking disgusting. I hate how much stuff I actually found and how little I had to search for it. Thank you, Twitter, for making the research so much easier. But the connections are all there. So I'm just going to go through this as we warn people. There are four pages worth of notes that connect this all up. Um... I'm going to do my best. So we have to start with it first, which is that they're using a portion of the song White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane at live events and TV tapings, but they're not airing the song at TV tapings. Um, and it started it started a couple weeks ago, I think around the time that Braun Strowman returned. Get into that a little bit later. Um, but it's been going for about two weeks. The tease happens where the lights go down. They play the song. There's red lights. Sometimes it flashes. I haven't found any like real hard evidence that it's a consistent thing that happens. And then I found evidence that there are, it goes to a pink purple light at the end. I find the choice of white rabbit interesting because if you know what white rabbit is about, which I sometimes question if um, modern day us modern day people know what White Rabbit is actually about. Um, it's always it's always interesting to me when they use it in like marketing campaigns. Like it was, I think, for one of the hotel groups or cruise line or something, they used it. I'm like, you know what that's about, right? Because everybody, because it talks about basically drug usage and the metaphor of Alice in Wonderland. Among other things, that's what the song is really kind of about. So I'm going to read you the portion of the audio that they are using, um, because not the full song. It's not a long song, but it's not the full song. The audio has been isolated. The best I can tell, it is it is the original audio without the music. Um, and so I'm not sure how that was achieved, if they got the masters, what happened there. But So allow me to read the audio for you. When the men, oh wait, hold on, make sure. Yes, okay. <laughs> when the men on the chessboard get up and tell you where to go, and you just had some kind of mushroom and your mind is moving low, go ask Alice. I think she'll know. When logic and proportion have fallen sloppy dead, and the white knight is talking backwards and the red queen's off her head, remember what the dormouse said: feed your head, feed your head. I can read it. It's poetry. It's fuck is running a thing at like 10 30 at night somebody's running like a leaf blower 10 30 at night sometimes you just gotta blow some leaves i don't know it's my neighbor across the street is like what are you doing dude so obviously is alluding to alice in wonderland the white rabbit which can only mean one thing it is the return of the king aka rambling rabbit i'm just kidding it's not it's not um, but it's being alluded to that it is, in fact, Bray Wyatt, because just based on the original teases, which were the red lights, which were the reference to um, White Rabbit, which ties back to Firefly Funhouse and Ramblin' Rabbit. Um, and it's just something very Bray Wyatt <laughs> to uh, use something like that song. Monday night, a mysterious QR code appeared behind Austin Theory um, and it should be noted that Theory connects back to Vince McMahon who fired Bray in 2021. 
um, as being Vince's boy. Austin Theory also connects to Seth Rollins, who's one of more um, Bray's more infamous opponents. Uh, he was Seth's tag team partner with Angel Garza for a short period of time before he sent back down at NXT. Just had to throw that in there. Because, I, like I said, research. If you went to the QR code, it led you to a webpage that had the Hangman game on it. And there was a little animated white rabbit that was picking the letters. I'll talk more about the selection later. Um, but it ended up referencing a a sort of famous, not famous, but a line from Bray's sort of promos where the game said, who killed the world? And the answer is you did. And it, it goes back to a promo that Bray made in 2015, where he said, I didn't make the way the world the way it is. You did. Uh, the font used in the promo is the exact same font that was used in Bray's early merchandise. And at the end, it said 923 at 923. So 923 is on a Friday, which means whatever's coming will be tomorrow. It could be at 923 at night. It could be at 923 in the morning. We don't know. But Twitter, again, thank you, found the connection to 923 because we were all sitting here going, why 923? There's two possible connections. The first one is that in 2016, Bray began feuding with Randy Orton on 923. They had their first interaction together where they talked at each other back and forth in the ring and on the Tron. This was preceded by Randy and Bray cutting separate promos and then Bray attacking Randy on the 9-9 edition of SmackDown. But the first official, like, speaking interaction between the two was on 923. Also, in 1996, Barry Windham, Bray's uncle, defeated Triple H on September 23rd. It was the stalker Barry Windham, too. Just throwing that in there. Just throwing that out there for everybody. Um... Also in the video teaser, there are several uses of the red uh, red outline circle. This is the same circle that Bray has on his Twitter profile, and it's the same that he, one that he uses in his tweets, so it's another reference to Bray. Like I mentioned, the teasers began right around the time that Braun Strowman returned. I can't pinpoint exactly when they started, but it was right around that same period that Braun was set to come back. He's a former member of the Wyatt family. He is a friend of Bray Wyatt's, and prior to Braun coming back, actually the week he was supposed to come back, Bray put in his Twitter bio, Giant Killer, and it has since been removed. Go look at his Twitter bio. It's not there. Um, Strowman, I would say famously cost Bray his title at Payback 2020. Um, It was lost when Roman Reigns pinned Braun Strowman for the Universal title. It is the same title that Roman has held ever since. And Bray never recovered it. Um, at the time, Bray was listed on the SmackDown roster. And both Reigns and Strowman, prior to the end of the brand split, which we're, I guess we're calling it done at this point. I don't know. But they are still official parts of the SmackDown roster, both of them. This is per speculation on my part, but Revenge is a confession. A triple threat between Reigns, Strowman, and Bray for the titles in which Bray wins would be poetic justice slash revenge for the loss two years ago, as Bray was never pinned for his title and does not consider himself officially beaten for it. It's something that he has publicly acknowledged on Twitter when somebody put out a list of all the people that Roman Reigns had beaten for the title. Bray told them, take me off that list because he never pinned me for it. So there's that section. Let's talk about the song. Now, this is the hardest hardcore speculation right here. As I mentioned, uh, Grace Slick's audio is isolated. There is no music. Um, at first, I thought it had been re-recorded, um, possibly by her because she is still alive. But it's more than likely that WWE somehow got hold of the Masters or they got hold of somebody who could isolate the audio, audio for them. 
and they can use it. I couldn't find a clear enough. Like the clearest I could find was the empty um, arena video that was playing the audio. I guess they were testing it and I didn't hear any of the music behind it. So it's, it is just Grace Slick singing and it is her. Um, it's not something that they had, they had uh, covered, which I had thought originally. I had to go back and listen to the original song and then listen to the WWE version. And there was a slight difference, but that's just because when you listen to the original version of the song, the music and the vocals are not balanced. And for, especially for the portion that you're using or they're using, her vocals kind of get overtaken by the music just because they didn't understand sound balancing potentially. Um, but that's just it. So let's break it down based on what I read. So the men on the chessboard get up and tell you where to go. Uh, that's probably a reference to Vince and WWE management controlling Bray's career for 12 years. Cause it's been made mention several times that Vince, Vince, while the boys are playing checkers, Vince is playing chess and he's moving people around as he needs to. And we've seen that many, many times, especially over the last year when logic and proportion have fallen sloppy dead. I would say this is either Vince's final year in WWE because it was very chaotic. It was not logical. It made no sense in terms of them firing people. Um, and there was just a lot of general chaos. And so I'm thinking that this may be referencing back to Bray being fired for no reason other than because they could. Um, or it also could technically reference Vince's departure from WWE, which was just completely out of left field and somewhat illogical at first. Like nobody understood what was going on. So I feel like that could also be a reference to it, but I think it's actually Vince's final year. Um, the white knight reference Hunter has been kind of viewed as WWE's white knight for a long time. He's had to cover for Vince and, you know, kind of talk backwards or the post Vince removal Hunter reversed some of his previous statements, especially recently. Um, after Vince is gone, this also could be alluding to Roman Reigns, who was the white knight of WWE in the post-Cena era. He was the good guy, the, he, the baby face, the, the man that was representing the company. And he turned heel at SummerSlam 2020 prior to beating or prior to pinning Braun, Braun Strowman. So it could be, you know, Roman Reigns talking backwards is his heel turn when he came back. The Red Queen, I I don't think there's any direct connection. The closest I could maybe come up with was Steph, maybe Alexa, but Bray does not have a history of working with women. Um, so I don't see a direct connection there. If anybody has one, let me know. It also should be noted that in addition to Right Rabbit, Jefferson Airplane recorded a song called Let Me In, which talks about a breakup or being abandoned. And it's not directly referenced in the promo, but it, that definitely applies to the last year of Bray's career in WWE as he was dumped by the company post-WrestleMania and kind of abandoned until he was fired that August. The very obvious Alice in Wonderland reference, aside, leaving the drugs aside, um, is a link to Alexa Bliss and the Firefly Funhouse itself. Alexa and Bray did a segment where they had an Alice in Wonderland themed tea party. Alexa was Alice. Bray was the Mad Hatter. And they poisoned slash killed Ramblin' Rabbit. Alexa has also dressed up as Alice in the past prior to her run with Bray. Um, and she's done it several times. So the Alice reference, Alice in Wonderland reference, I believe is a direct link to Alexa. Um, also, the White the white Rabbit is, like I said, a metaphor for drug usage. It could tie back to the tea party where they, they poisoned Ramblin'. Although that's a reach. That was just me being like, well, yeah, it could. Um, and the reference of the high was Bray on his first run. And the hard dose of reality was when he was fed 
was when he was fired, so Featurehead can reference the self-exploration and discovery he's done in the year since. We all good? We all got that? All right, let's talk about Alexa Bliss. Let's hear about Alexa Bliss. Hold on, I have to take some water. <laughs> By the way, Chad, this is the Rack Live. We're here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. If you have that Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account, it's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking that purple rectangular button below the screen. You can use credit code Rocket Sock. Orleans M. Ward in the Fortnite item shop or Epic Game Store. There's a brand new season of Fortnite and a new season of Get Engine Impact starting up. So buy your Primo Gems and buy your Battle Passes right now using the credit codes. Why? Because we're hashtag Epic Partners. All right. That helped so, help you for a second? Yeah. All right. Just need to pause for a second because it's a lot. I didn't mean to write this much, but it happened. Um, so obviously we know the Alexa tie tie in with Bray. They were partnered for a year. Um, they worked together in the fun house. They did all the things, all the shenanigans. And she kind of carried the feud with Randy Orton in the back half of 2019 heading into 2020 or no, excuse me, heading into, yeah, heading into 2020, no, 21, excuse me, heading into 21. I had to think about it for a second. Like, wait, no, 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 that's not right. Um, but one of the last things, or actually the very last thing that Alexa and Bray ever did together was that Alexa betrayed Bray Wyatt and she vanished with him after his last match, which was with Randy Orton at WrestleMania. And he was not seen again, or no, he was seen again one more time and that's it. Yeah, he did a send off message. He did a send off message and that was all, and that was the last time we ever saw Bray Wyatt, but it was months months before we saw him and they basically alluded to the fact that she had potentially had him somewhere or had done something with him but they never addressed the betrayal directly and they've never spoken about it since uh it is worth mentioning that in recent weeks alexa has changed up her gear she's that was done at clash the castle it's something closer to her twisted bliss character um, and she's also made several public comments, including today, that she misses the character, that she wants to kind of do something similar, but that could be a very subtle hint that potentially she could be going back. Um, she's also been much more aggressive in recent weeks, especially after the teaser started. But Lily is still being used. I know that's for merch purposes only, but it's a year later and they have not dropped the doll. So she is still in play. And Alexa also made a 10 foot tall reference to Bailey on Raw this past Monday, which connects back to the lyric, go ask Alice when she's 10 feet tall in White Rabbit. Also, one of the teases was done directly after Alexa's segment with Bailey on Monday night. It was not televised, but it did happen after the promo segment on Raw. And then when Alexa and Bailey were wrestling, the lights flickered one time. And I wouldn't even say they flickered. They went out and then they came back. And there was no explanation. No, it was not touched upon. Nope. None of this has been touched upon. None of this was touched upon. None of this was addressed. Um, but that did happen in Alexa's match. Like I said, in the other stuff, Alexa could very easily be Alice in White Rabbit. You go back and you ask her, she would know. She would know what's going on. She would be able to potentially feel the return of the darkness, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. I, I, I have something to say at the end of this, too, in terms of his return, so don't let me forget. Um, But yeah, so that, again, Alice could be alluding to Alexa because obviously she is very famously connected with him. She's one of the only females that he worked with. Um, And there's just too much Alice in Wonderland references with her alone to have it not be her. Uh-huh. Um, 
if this is in fact Bray. Because again, this is all being speculated upon that it is Bray. Yes. Because there's four pages worth of evidence here. So let's talk about Finn Balor. Let's talk about Finn. And the Judgment Day. Let's talk about Judgment Day. So I talked about the Hangman game and the QR teaser and how the first word that spelled out was not what was in the message. In fact, our little furry friend, when it was picking letters, spelled out the word D-E-M-O-N, demon. Finn Balor has a very famous gimmick called the demon. The Fiend also debuted against Finn Balor at SummerSlam 2019. You don't know. It could be nommed. Could be nommed. Nommed. It specifically spells demon. But if you can reverse it, it spells nommed. Okay, he's going to eat Finn. <laughs> anyway, demon devil go. It could also reference the devil Vince puppet from the Firefly Funhouse, but that's again, that's neither here nor there. Edge, interestingly enough, uh, at Clash of the Castle, dressed up as a demon slash devil when he fought. The Judgment Day and Finn Balor. And Bray has referenced in the past the Devil's Hole in South Arkansas over the summer. That doesn't connect. I just wanted to throw it in there because it's a devil, devil reference. Um, and then I think we all remember this. Bray and Finn were supposed... The Demon and Bray were supposed no, to fight No, this is incorrect information. I'm not acknowledging that. Sister Abigail and Demon Finn Balor were supposed to fight at TLC in 2017. But the match was canceled due to divine inter- intervention in the form of Bray Wyatt getting ill. Bray, bro, yep. Yep. Mm. As I mentioned, The Fiend debuted against Finn, and his first feud was with Finn Balor. Um, and mysteriously, The Fiend never fought the Demon. It was a very highly anticipated match, and we never got it. Um, and there has been talk at some point of Finn bringing the demon back. Once judgment, is, once judgment Day is done. Once Judgment Day is done, supposedly the demon is going to come back in some form. Well, that would be, a, you know, certain uh, Mr. Wyatt coming back would be a different, definite way to bring that out. But there's another tie-in. Oh, do tell. So, a certain Mr. Rollins Freaky, has been a, a helping. Fr- a freaking Rollins. A freaking Rollins has been helping Judgment Day mysteriously for no reason. They he's he's been sort of aiding them, and they've been aiding him in his feud with one Matt Riddle. Hmm. Hmm. Now Seth and Bray have a very very long history, goes all the way back to the NXT days. Um, but the most famous history is obviously the Shield and the Wyatt family feuds, where the two had a series of fantastic matches prior to Seth's betrayal of the Shield and joining the Authority. Um, Bray and Seth also worked to write together. Indirectly, they were aligned as part of the authority against Roman Dean and others. And then they're probably one of their more most famous encounters um, was the universally panned uh, universal title match in 2018-2019, where it was a referee stoppage and neither man was happy with the match. But it should be noted that the path that Seth is on, the gimmick that Seth has been doing really ever since that feud with Bray is a result of his encounter with the Fiend. So the new Seth Rollins, the cult leader Seth Rollins, the obnoxious Seth Rollins that we now see is the result of growing out of what Bray Wyatt did to him. Also, just in the backstage, Seth and Bray are friends. And Seth has a very high respect. He was very public in his comments about Bray getting fired. 
Okay. So Seth is feuding with Matt Riddle. Yes. Who is happens to be friends slash tag team partners with one Randy Orton. Hey, Randy. As it's noted, there are several connections to Randy already. Um, but Bray has had a wonderful love affair slash feud with Randy Orton, um, which ended somewhat abruptly, but naturally. So there's no like lingering really effects beyond the Alexa betrayal because it went on for so long. It, it should be noted they were family at one point. They were not. They were, in fact, family at one point. They were not. They were. Anyway, if we're going just... to if we're going to tie in all the connections, they were family. They were not. They had a love affair. They were family. They had a love affair. They were not family. Randy was a hoe. Moving on. They they were no bloodline, but they were family. Randy was a hoe. Anyway, um, so if you look at one of the graphics for the Riddle-Rollins match for the upcoming show. Yes. One, they're doing a fight pit. They are indeed doing a fight pit, yes. But in the upper left corner, there's an eerily familiar lantern that is very very similar to what bray uh carried to the ring throughout his wwe career it doesn't have the face on it but it is it could almost be the same lantern and it is displayed quite prominently in the background of that graphic i mean yeah yeah i mean it's there i mean for those that haven't seen it um you would like to look at the very fancy, very spectacular tw- tw- Twitchtron. There. <laughs> I don't know. There. Even circled. You can see the lantern. Anyway, continue on. Actually, there's fireflies in it, too. I think that's from a break. Hold on. What is that from? <laughs> on. Live research on the show. No, because that looks like one of his promo pictures or something. It actually looks like um one of the uh what was it, Survivor series? Maybe. Where it's like him, Eric and uh Luke and they're all at this like gator farm or something. You just go with it, yeah. So but yes, it's it's there and also Bray attacked was it Dean in a Hell in a Cell match where it was Dean and Seth? I think so. Where he, where he attacked them. So, because he came up through the ring and attacked them. But yeah, live, live research right on the show. But I'm I'm getting, oh, there's a poster. No, that's not it. Okay, all right. I wanted to find the poster to see if, like, if that was it. But that looks like something that they made for, for Bray Wyatt. And I was like, no, 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 that's not it. No, no. Oh, God, there's the, there's the demon, Sister Abigail. Okay, anyway, getting back on track. Seth also dressed like a devil, but his was a more comical version of a demon slash devil, and it was done right after Edge um, at Clash of the Castle. Again, there's no real connection there, but it's just, I've always found it rather peculiar that Seth and Edge both did it, one right after the other. Mm-hmm. And it could be just they both wore the same thing, because everybody thought that Seth was referencing Elton John, but it's like, what if they're not, though? Because Bray never did anything with Edge, right? No. Or if he did, he, like, attacked Edge. And that's all he did. But as far as I know, Bray and Edge... No! No! They did! It was... Oh, fuck. I just remembered it. It's the, um... What was... The Edge and Christian show. Bray was on the Edge and Christian show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So there is a connection there. Again, it's nothing, but you have had interaction between Edge and Bray, so... With Edge's change in attitude, could that be a sign again that the Fiend is on his way back? We don't know. You and there don't. is no 
Go. No proof it's the fiend. No proof it's the fiend. No proof it's Red Wyatt. None of, none of it. None of it at all. Um, check Skype. Check uh, Skype. Yep. Check Skype. Oh God. Yes, that's the poster. It's not. It's not what I thought it was. It's something else. I I will have to find it. But that was the poster th- that you were talking about. Yeah, that's the poster I was talking about. But yeah, it's um, that's it's not it. Anyway. Conspiracies. Anyway, it should also be noted that in addition to Alexa, Seth and Matt have been more aggressive since the teasers began because it was like they were fine after the pay-per-view. And then as the teasers began, they began to escalate to the point that they are now doing a fight pit at Extreme Rules. So here we are. So here we are. You had it's a, a lot. Of, you had another theory too you wanted to add? It's not necessarily a theory. If it is Bray, I would very much like him to look at either Seth or Roman, preferably Roman. Or Randy, and just go, hello, lover. Interesting. Because the firing of Bray Wyatt was heartbreaking for a lot of people, and by a lot of people, I mean me. Um, And it didn't make a lot of sense, and I think a lot of people are ready for it to be Bray. I think a lot of people want it to be Bray. Including Ronda Rousey. Including Ronda Rousey. Um, I will congratulate WWE on this because it has captured everybody's attention to the point that, like, I sat here today and wrote all of that out. Um, and that's not everything. That's just what it was on Twitter and some of my own thoughts because it's, you think back to everything else and it's like, oh God, there's so much history there. But it would be, I don't know if anybody would be accepting if it's not Bray Wyatt. Like, that's the thing is we all thought it was Bray Wyatt when Edge was coming back. And then it's like, no, 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 that's Edge. Like, the the fan base want him back. They are clamoring for it. They're tasting for it. And it's it's always been very interesting that Bray has sat on the market since his no-compete clause expired, which is almost a year, with no no appearances outside an indie wrestling show and i think something in the uk where he did a signing he's done some signing i don't even think he's done a wrestling show he's just done signings well he did a signing like at an indie wrestling show yeah, well. but, he's, but, but he I mean, has not wrestled no he's not has not wrestled he's done a few conventions and that's about it he's been very low key he's been he's been very under the radar which is is true to him he's posted some teases out um he posted a message out about a month or t- 6 weeks ago that if you flip it on its side, it's it spells out WWE with the way that the paragraphs are formatted. So, you know, somebody's sending messages to somebody. We don't know. They could have been talking at that point. But I feel like um, it's it's somewhat inappropriate if it's anybody but Bray. It'll be a letdown. It would be a huge letdown because it's like this is this is kind of what we've been waiting for. Do I think they will reveal that it's Bray Wyatt tomorrow? Honestly, probably not. Will it be hinted closer to by him? Yeah. I mean, I kind of threw it out there on Monday what I wanted to see, which is that you have you have that reference back to the funhouse with the jack-in-the-box, where the jack-in-box, the handle either begins to turn by itself, or you have a crew member, like, knock it, and the handle begins to turn. Like, honestly, I thought of it a little bit more, and it's like they're getting rid of it. Right, they have all the puppets in the box, and they put the the jack in the box out by a dumpster, right? And it's all stacked up in a dumpster, or by the by the dumpsters at the at the storage facility. And they put the jack in the box down, and somebody hits the handle, or somebody turns the handle, and it begins to turn on its own. 
and you see the puppets, like Abby's eyes start to light up a little bit or something happens with Ramblin or something happens with Mercy or something happens with Huskis. Just something happens and you begin to tease that because there's no known date of when he's going, when this is going to pay off. Some people are thinking tomorrow. Some people are thinking extreme rules. 10, 8, 2022. Um, <laughs> extreme rules. Show I won't see live. Um, but that's when people are thinking you could do the payoff, but that is another way that you could tease it. But I don't think they're going to go that road. I don't think if it is Bray, they're going to tie it back to the fun house any more than they have to, because in my opinion, the fiend is not coming back. So I'm, I'm going to interrupt you really quick to, to, to add on to your theory of the Jack in the box. Mm-hmm. Instead of someone finding at the warehouse, there's a backstage segment where Alexa gets a present and it's the box. I would take that too. <laughs> I would be fine with that. <laughs> that work? That works. Okay. I'd be okay with that. But I don't, like like I said, I don't want it to tie back directly to the fun house unless it's like something like that. Because again, I don't believe the fiend is coming back. I don't believe Funhouse Bray is coming back. Whatever he's going to do will be something that is different yet familiar at the same time for us. I mean, it, he could bring the fiend back. But here's the thing. I don't think the Funhouse will work right now because it's, we're in a different environment and they do a lot of things in front of the people. So trying to do the Funhouse, while it was creative and everything and vignette-wise, WWE's kind of shied away from doing vignettes, especially with Hunter in charge. Where they're, and, and a lot, even before then, they sort of backed off the whole vignette thing. It's more oh, yeah. in front of the crowd based. So having an act that he can do in front of the crowd, which always responded well to him Mm -hmm. would work better than him playing the funhouse role. Could he do it? Yes. Could it work? Yeah. But I think especially for someone like him who's been away for over a year since he's been in front of a crowd would want that. And even when he was, he was running half the gimmick, most of the brave fiend stuff was not in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the most of the like really famous fiend stuff was done in 2020, including the match with Cena. Yeah, so, um, so it was all in pre-tape form. So him, he is a performer, and him getting to go out there in front of the people, and they all talk about that. The, the rush you get, the, what Hunter is trying to sell Dwayne for WrestleMania, the rush you get, the goosebumps. Get him, you got to give him. He has to have a persona that works. In front of the audience. Could they go a route where he has multiple personalities? That's fine. But I think he needs a persona that works in front of the audience. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Capture the fireflies again. Which, interestingly enough, he's already got them. Because people have been, like, putting up their phones during White Rabbit. Yeah. Like, people have been doing the firefly thing during White Rabbit. So it's like, well... Well, 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 what do we have here? Um, but yeah, no, I, whatever we get, it will be probably something far different than we have seen from him in the past because it is the Hunter era. And Hunter is more willing to, I think, let him go where he wants to go, whereas Vince and company maybe weren't. Vince and, like, him, Vince and him butted heads a lot creatively. Like, and Hunter Hunter understands what he's getting into there. He talked about it in an interview that he, he, you know, he referenced specifically the difficulty with Bray, which is not that Bray is 
an asshole or hard to work with. It's that Bray is an excessively creative person. And it's very, very hard to harness that creativity sometimes because he'll get an idea and he'll talk it through and then he'll get another idea. And before before you can stop him, he's already moved on to something else. And that other idea is no good. And that can be difficult to work with. That can be very difficult to work with. But at the same time, if you know how to harness something like that, it can be incredibly powerful, which we've seen in Bray overall is to in a certain extent Vince and company did harness that creativity in Bray they got the swamp leader out of it they got the fiend out of it they got the firefly funhouse out of it like they they understand that Bray has good ideas it's just focusing those good ideas to make them work in a wrestling environment and we know Bray is good at horror gimmicks that's something that they don't have right now especially with the retirement of the undertaker where you do not have that dark presence in WWE anymore. You have Judgment Day trying to fill that, but not really succeeding. You don't have that overarching sort of fiend of what the fiend did. Because the one thing that they did right with the fiend that they never did with the Swamp character was they made everybody afraid of him. Because mm-hmm. he just went out there and took out people. And just left, right, and center. Didn't matter just absolutely sold the fact that he was terrifying and people believed it. People believed that he was unstoppable. Like when Bray was the fiend, he wasn't going to lose until he did. But like, that's, that's kind of the, the same thing. And I feel like whatever we get out of this, if it is in fact, Bray is going to be something we've never seen legit. And I know that's kind of passe to say, but like, I, I would almost dare to say that it may be something we've never seen in wrestling before. Because The Fiend was something that we really had never seen in wrestling before, at least in the modern era. I just get that sense that because Bray will have more creative control and Hunter is willing to work with him more, that we will get that same kind of product here. And Hunter will throw the company's full weight behind Bray. Yeah. Because he knows that if they present it correctly, if they get people excited about it, if they they can get people to let him in, let him in. it will be a success and it will make them a shit ton of money. Because I think, honestly, too, they're hurting for that revenue that Bray brought, brought in because he was a top merch seller. He was putting butts in seats. People were coming to the shows to see The Fiend because he was a special attraction. Yep. Pe- people went just to see the spectacle. That is the fiend and they don't, they've never been able to recapture that magic sense. So I'm hoping it's Bray. I'm keeping my, I'm keeping my expectations low though, because for me, it's like, I've been disappointed before. (laughs) I could be disappointed again. Um, It could be also, uh, even though he's denied it, carrying cross, it could be something to do with him. Um, It could be something to do with Joe Gacy, who is down in NXT. And he is the dollar store Bray Wyatt. So, but they know what they have. They know the the marketability they have in Bray Wyatt. They know that they have people clamoring about it, and they've been tre- he's been trending for days. The topic's been trending for days. And tomorrow night at nine twenty three, when SmackDown is on the air on Friday night SmackDown on Fox, people will be tuned in just to see did it actually happen at nine twenty three, and people are going to tune in minute by minute. They'll see because there's interest. There's interest in Bray Wyatt. There's interest in bringing him back. It was why Ariel Hawani brought up the name. Because guess what? If he didn't want to talk about it, he would have had the name cut off the thing. Yeah, because all those questions were were reviewed before Ariel ever sat down with him. I don't know if they were all reviewed, but I think he would... 
post it could say hey yeah let's not talk about it well it's probably topics were discussed of this is what you can talk about this is what you can't and it's what names can i bring up Mm. and i don't think hunter is ever opposed to speaking to bray but it is something that they here's the thing wwe is aware that people want him back they are highly aware and it's where is the right moment to do it before everything sort of people abandon it and it subsides kind of thing where it's like because i'm going to be completely honest with you when the whole changeover happened and it was announced that hunter was in charge of everything on the show side and he's in charge of talent he's making those decisions and he's potentially looking to bring back bring people back one of the first names that began to get thrown around was Bray's name. And for me personally, there was actually that hope that it could happen because it's like, as long as Vince is in charge, Bray is never coming back to that company. Vince will never bring him back. doesn't matter how much money they're leaving on the table with Bray, which they left a significant amount when they fired him. Vince is not going to bring him back because Vince doesn't want to deal with it. He doesn't want the headache. Hunter publicly stated, bring it on. Let's go. Let's do this. You know, everybody's like, he said, you know, basically people could say he's an asshole, but he's my asshole. And I want to see what I can do with him. So that statement alone speaks volumes. Five, it speaks volumes. It shows you that there's interest. And there's always interest because Bray, Bray was a Hunter guy. Bray came in through FCW and NXT with Hunter. He he put up, he gave him that final chance to be this. He, he, he saw the vision when Husky Harris failed. And allowed Bray Wyatt to appear and become a thing. And he's seen it grow. He's been there the entire time. He knows that Wyndham is his ADD up the ass. <laughs> and um, he just needs to control him. And keep him focused. Because Bray's problem, according to Hunter, I have, he has this idea. Then he has another. And another. And another. And another. And can't focus at all. So if you can keep him on track and give him the creative space to do it, he'll be fine. And with less restrictions and more creative freedom, because it's a team effort, I think Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda will be fine. Oh yeah, if he were to come back under Hunter's leadership, I have a funny feeling he would absolutely thrive in that environment that Hunter has created. Because that's the thing is like, it was always interesting that he never went to AEW, that he never signed with them. I think there might have been conversations between him and Tony, but they were very, very brief if they happened. They fit Whatever was fizzled. Because I don't think AEW is necessarily the right environment for Bray. Would he have much more creative freedom than he did under Vince? Yes. But based on what Hunter has said, that's not necessarily a great thing for him. It's literally, you can do whatever you want, and he's the idea guy, right? It's, he's the idea guy, and he's the actor. He can get those two elements. It's the execution of the idea that I feel like he potentially needs the assistance on, and he needs a little bit of hand-holding on, and like you said, needs to be focused. Vince was not willing to do that with him. Vince was not willing to stand there and hold his hand and turn his head away from the shiny new idea and keep it focused on the other one. Or he was for a time, and then he got tired of doing it with Bray. Because it's like, I just don't want to deal with your shit. And also Bray probably pushed back on Vince on some stuff. Because he was protective of the gimmick, as he should have been protective of the gimmick. That's his baby. That's his lifeblood right there. 
He has he he rose to the top of that company. He was the universe. He was both the WWE champion and the Universal champion. Yeah. Not at the same time, but he was. He went somewhere that I think no one else in his family had ever achieved at that point. Because he's third generation, I don't think ever any of them ever got close to the WCW title or the WWE title. No. So just that fact alone, it's like, yeah, of course he's going to protect it. But I mean, I guess it is what it is. I don't know. We'll have more updates next week. Yes, because as Brock said, tomorrow's tomorrow's nine twenty three. I would actually laugh if they did it at nine twenty three in the morning. <laughs> we'll see. I I would find that because I'm sitting there typing this out right. And it's like 923 and 923. And it's like, well, technically there's two 923s. There are. Could be. There's 923 in the morning and there's 923 at night. There is. And they could, they could just to screw with everybody, do it at 923 in the morning. They could. Because so far, because here's the thing. So far, none of the White Rabbit stuff has been acknowledged on TV. No. None of it. So it would be completely par for the course if the, if whatever's coming tomorrow doesn't happen on TV, doesn't happen in reference to SmackDown, or if it does, they don't acknowledge what happened. Very similar to the Dexter Loomis stuff. Yeah, viral marketing is what they want to do. It's social engagement. It's driving up viewership and numbers and and buzzwords and traffic. And that's what it wants. That's that's how you're a successful company in 2022 is beyond your, your one product. Viral marketing is a key strategy. And social engagement. People are talking about it. And that's what they're doing. And we, I applaud them for it. We just spent 45 minutes talking about it. Yeah, it's like, I, I I thoroughly applaud them for this. I think it's incredibly clever. And it speaks to, again, the change in direction. It speaks to the change in ideas and thoughts and approaches. Because something like this under the Vincera, I don't think would have been done or would have been done as well. Like, they have done a wonderful job with this so far. And it's only a couple weeks old. Like, it just kind of started randomly that somebody tweeted out that, oh, they played White Rabbit at one of the shows. And like I said, White Rabbit is such an odd choice of song. Anytime anybody uses it, because of what it talks about, because of what it references, it's like, you know, they could have just randomly played it. Like, somebody had it on their playlist, and it's there. But especially in this day and age, it's kind of a weird song to have on your playlist. Because it's not, if you've heard it, you know it kind of thing. But it's not out there. It's not one of those like things that people are, I think, going to listen to. Outside of that one marketing campaign where they used it as like an Alice in Wonderland themed advertising hotels or cruise ships. I think it was actually Celebrity Cruises. Um, did it and used it. But they used it for the Alice in Wonderland context. With like a little bit of drugs thrown in just for kicks. Um but it was just such a weird thing to hear and see that they're using, that's what they're using the song. And then again, they cut that first group of lyrics off the song that talks about doing shrooms. And they only focused in on the, um, on the Alice references here. Again, they've cut, they've cut the stuff off the front doing shrooms, but they focused in on, you know, feed your head and asking Alice and, you know, I I just find the usage of the white knight stuff and and that kind of thing really interesting. Like the selection of lyri- lyrics is very interesting to me because as I said, there's meaning behind everything. If it is bright, there is meaning behind every single part of this. Yep, and we'll solve it more next week. So with that, I think we're done. We are in fact done for another Thursday night live right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. 
Saturday Midnight Dish. Another edition of SeaBreeder.com, GreatTheGreatDebate.com. Before that, we Fortnite with friends. We're playing Fortnite Season 4, Chapter 3 on the stream for the first time. So check it out. Twitch.tv slash live Saturday, 10, 10.30-ish, somewhere around there. Sunday night, Wrestle Talk Radio will be live at 10 p.m. Eastern to talk all about the things and places and stuff in professional wrestling. Talk about a new AEW World Champion. Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Monday night is Raw Post Show, 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back next Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Check out the Rack Extras, Madden NFL 23, and NBA 2K23. Both available now at rockradioshow.com. If you have that Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account, it's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangular button below the screen. It's September. Some subs are f- cheaper now. Do the thing. You can follow us on social media at Wild Talk Radio, Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. The Rack Radio Show is on all social media as well, at Rack Radio Show, and wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Stitcher, Amazon, Spotify, Google, just search or Amazon Music, search The Rack Radio Show. You can use credit code ROCKINSOCK or... Lynn's M. Ward. In the Fortnite item shop and buy your battle passes. Or in the Genshin Impact Epic Game Store for the new season, which drops on Tuesday. Lindsay's live Tuesday. 11, Whenever it comes up. 11-ish? 10.45, 11-ish. Somewhere around there. On, on her Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lindsay Ward. To do the things. Why, Lindsay? We are hashtag Epic Partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Lensward, L-I-N-S-W-R-D. Go check out my, my uh, tweets tomorrow because you'll get a reaction tomorrow because I'm going to be watching SmackDown. Um, you can also check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lensward. Same as the Twitter, like Rock mentioned, we are going live with a new Genshin Impact Season 3.1 for Sumeru. We will be rolling. We will be exploring the desert, but this money. weekend... Yeah, I know. We're spending money. Because Sino is debuting and Mama wants. Um, but we'll be doing some cleanup stuff this weekend for the Sumeru challenges that are getting ready to expire and probably doing some more Inazuma stuff. So just come check that out. It's twitch.tv slash Lensward and check out the Twitter for when I'm going live. Um, you can also check out my YouTube channel, lensward.rockradioshow.com or just look for Lensward on the YouTubes. And while you're on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash mbg1211 to check out Matt's fantastic content because he's awesome and we appreciate him. So with that, we're going to go. So for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to The Rock right here on waltzerradio.com and we will see you next week. Bye. Talkradio.com.